Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Joel Davies, also known as Jay Dave Fit. He is a 21-year-old content creator who shares his fitness journey online with hundreds of thousands of followers. In this conversation, we discuss why Joel started creating content, how a surgical nightmare helped him on his fitness journey, the highs and lows of bodybuilding, why he's decided to do an Ironman, why making progress makes him happy, and why you shouldn't compare yourself to others. I really, really enjoyed this conversation with Joel. Despite seeing a lot of his content on social media, I didn't actually know a lot about him before recording this episode. And I feel like he's been on an incredible journey at such a young age and he's got a lot of advice and wisdom to share, which I'm sure you'll all find really helpful. Just before we get into the podcast episode, I am very, very excited to tell you that I'm now working with my protein. In case you didn't already know, they stock an amazing range of health and wellness products, anything from supplements to gym wear. Joel is also sponsored by MyProtein, so I'm sure he can vouch for me when I say that their products really are amazing, and I truly think they will help you on your fitness journey and help you better yourself, which is the whole theme of this podcast. So you can now use code PERSONALBEST at checkout to get a nice discount on anything you might need. But without further ado, I really hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Joel Davies, welcome to the Personal Best Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You okay? Yeah. This is your first one as a guest. First one as a guest. Am I right? Correct. Well, very excited to have you here. Can I just ask you to start with, give me a little personal intro for anyone listening who might not already know you. Yep. Okay. So my name is Joel Davies. I'm 21 years old. Um, I started posting fitness content back in lockdown. Um, I did kind of like funny fitness tutorial videos, just kind of like telling people how to get bigger, but doing it in a bit of a comical way. Mm -hmm. And then just recently, last year in July, I competed in my first ever natural bodybuilding show, which is like a big part of my like 
career I would say and it's a lot of people like knew me for doing that so kind of progressed from doing like little funny yeah. videos in my garage to doing the natural bodybuilding show which is probably like the most successful thing that I've done like in content wise yeah but yeah nice and I was really excited to have you on because I haven't spoke to anybody yet who has competed in a bodybuilding yeah. show and it's not something I really know much about but mm. it's always it's always intrigued me but yeah. just before we get into all that side of things I know you mentioned there that you started creating content give me a little bit more detail how did Joel Davies become J Davis Fit? Jay David Fit, yeah. So um <laughs> so I've always kind of enjoyed watching YouTube and I've always it's always been like an interest of mine ever since I was like probably like twelve years old. It's a lot of kids like dreams yeah. it? like to be a YouTuber because you watch those yeah. YouTube. Me like, and my oh, friends had I want to be a YouTuber channel. one day, yeah. You're like, Oh, me and the boys were gonna move into a big YouTuber house when we're older. <laughs> but um so I wouldn't say I tried too many YouTube like channels and stuff, but I did some football videos back in the day with my little brother, tried a few little things. Did some actual like Nerf War videos <laughs> with my friend as That's well, cool. <laughs> but they're off the internet now, unfortunately. <laughs> and then, so I'd never actually really gone through with it. And then lockdown came around with COVID, and I thought, All right, I've just gotten into the gym recently. This is like my perfect time to really try some content because we're in lockdown. No one can take the mick out of me because that's mm. what I was always scared about doing in the first place. Mm. So I thought, we're in lockdown. Everyone's at home. It's not like I'm going to go to school or college the next day. I'm going to see anyone. They're going to be like, oh, Joel saw that video. You look like an idiot. So I just thought, all right, I've got, I didn't know how long lockdown was going to go on for. But I just thought, right, I've got this. I'm out of time. Let's just try and get as much stuff out as physically possible and just really try to make this work. So and then when I come back and if people do take the mick, at least I can say, well, I've got someone to show for it, so I'm not really too asked about you taking the yeah, mic out of anything. So, sure. yeah, so I just started with doing like lockdown home workouts. Yeah. Just any random creative stuff, just doing like push ups with like backpacks on, <laughs> doing like push ups on the stairs and stuff like I that. Know. Just trying to show people how to like stay fit from home pretty much. That's so impressive. Yeah. I mean, you look at your like social media now, you've got nearly 300,000 followers between Instagram and YouTube. And to think that there was a point where you were nervous to start yeah. posting content because of what people would say uh, is is kind of crazy. Yeah. But give me a little bit more detail about how you got into fitness. Obviously that's the majority of your content. How did it become a real like passion of yours? So I haven't got like a, well, I mean, it's a little bit of a weird story. So when I first started the gym, I was just literally did it because I played at quite a decent level of football mm. and I just wanted to get a bit stronger because I was just one of always like the smaller kids on the football team and because I'm, I'm from a small town in Weymouth and as I was progressing in my football career and I was getting like closer to like the centre of England, it always felt like I was playing against players that were like so much bigger than me, like no one from my hometown, they were, no one's like I, big and strong. That was the same with my school. Yeah, it was so weird. We do like netball games, I'm like, why am I playing with adult women? Yeah, no, literally, I would literally, like the more I would, if I was like playing for county and I would go play against, I was like, why are they feeding these guys? <laughs> these guys are huge. I'm literally, um, and I'm just like a little, little guy. Mm. So I started the gym literally just to get a bit stronger for football. Sure. And then I actually had appendicitis so that's just where your appendix yeah, I saw. like it like but basically I was misdiagnosed for like a week or two. Right. So the doctor just told me so I went into the doctors because I had this really bad pain, like excruciating pain and I was just throwing up and I was it's really horrible. So I went to the doctors and I was like, um, 
yeah, something something's wrong here. Yeah. Like, and he was just like, oh, it's just food poisoning. Just like go back and just sleep it off, and you'll be fine in a couple of days. A couple of days go past. I am I'm hurting so bad. Like I'm literally like crying to my mum. I'm like, mum, this is unbearable. Mm-hmm. So and then I go back to another doctor's because I'm like, this this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So then I go to another woman, and she tells me. That is, is something else, but not appendicitis. Mm. So my, she gives me some antibiotics. She's like, this should like help clear it up. So and then I go back home and it's like another three or four days. And I, I'm literally in so much pain that I literally cannot move. So my mum and Nan, they come up to my bedroom and they're like helping me down the stairs because they're taking me to the doctors again. Mm. And I go in and I'm in the waiting room and I'm literally crying my eyes out because oh, I'm in so much you. pain. And I, I, you won't even believe it, but I go into the doctor's after I'm in this much pain and he tells me it's still food poisoning. Where have they got this from? Honestly, I have no clue. And I'm li- literally, my mum is pointing to me and like, this, this is not food poisoning. Yeah. So and then I go home and I just go to bed that night and the next morning, my mum and dad, they're like, they're, I've woken up and I'm literally like, they can tell that someone's like, this, is, this is bad, like you're gonna, something bad's gonna happen any second. So they take me, it was like 30 minutes down the road just to like a the real big hospital I'm going to the big hospital my mum is literally like she's obviously she's like worried about her son so she's like i demand to have an like uh like an x-ray right or whatever the cat scan whatever it is mm. like he needs to be checked out right now so they agreed come in and they literally say he needs to have an operation right now literally right now he's like gonna die <laughs> so it so it was, was a it, burst appendix yeah so it would it had burst for like a few days ago, and then when it when it burst, there's like this like all this like poisonous stuff that goes around your body, and oh it, my and goodness. It, and you do die from it if it's not um, like ejected out of your body. So pretty much, like obviously it was it was great that I just got to the hospital, but I had to go in for an operation. I think it was literally the next morning or the night time, mm-hmm. and it was basically you just have to have this tube inserted into you, and then it just like drains all the stuff out. But those doctors had essentially nearly killed me. Because they were just misdiagnosing me. Honestly, we never got around to like sorting out in the end because the recovery process was quite long. Yeah, so um, was that quite a transformative point in this journey? Yeah, so sorry, I'll come back to that. So pretty much I had started the gym, made a little bit of progress, and then this happened to me. And I was the skinniest point of my life, literally, because I didn't eat for like, oh God, weeks. Mm. I couldn't eat anything Mm because I just kept throwing it back up. And I was in the most insecure, unconfident position I'd ever been in in my life. Like I was, like I remember I put my school uniform to go back on when I had, when I had like recovered a little yeah. bit and it was so baggy on me. Like I was, I really didn't want to go to school. I was so insecure. And what age was this? Yeah, it was in year 11. So yeah. f- f- 15. That's that? like a rough time anyway. You yeah. don't need that. So then I had to go to prom as well and I was like mega <laughs> skinny and insecure. Aww. And it was just like, yeah, it was like a real bad position of my life. Mm. So and then that was what, encouraged me so then I decided to put football on hold just because I thought I just need to I just want to get into the gym I just want to feel more confident about myself and just get like a little bit more in shape yeah so now but then it was kind of a good thing because I I really like found the true passion for the gym at that point because I was at such so low I couldn't go any lower (laughs) I was just like progressing so much and I just really fell in love like on my I remember I used to set my phone up on snapchat and record like every single exercise I did and I would like track 
like go up by like 1.25 kg like every like on like a chest press yeah. or, and i would literally I'd, I'd look back and it's just like it's quite interesting yeah but, um oh it was just i was hooked on progressing in the gym and that was kind of what set my love for the gym yeah i mean that that whole experience must have just been awful for yeah. you and your family but yeah. the fact that something so brilliant came out of it yeah. i guess is like a blessing in a way yeah, no, it is. It and is. i guess you can like look back on the progress you've made and feel really yeah. proud of yourself yeah. so obviously you're you know passionate about the gym and it's it's become a big part of your life but at what point did you decide to compete in bodybuilding so i've always liked to push myself so when i used to play football i was always like i always wanted to try and do the best i could yeah so like for example That's if it was best. like football trials and stuff i would always make an effort to go to them even if i didn't feel like i was you know i was gonna like be accepted to the team or whatever i just wanted to always push myself and go to these trials and things like that so when i was doing the gym i've been doing it for quite a while and i just thought like what is the hardest challenge i can do with the gym now mm. i thought oh like a natural bodybuilding show so i told people that i was going to do it and yeah i just <laughs> went and did it that was literally it wow i just decided i just wanted to do something really hard and yeah. Then, so for people like me who aren't very educated about the world of bodybuilding, yeah. talk me through kind of the process you have to go through in order to step on stage. I know you normally go through like a bulk and then yeah. and then you'll cut as part of the prep, but yeah. give me a little walkthrough. Yeah, so essentially ever since I was younger, um, like ever since I started the gym, I was pretty much on a bulk the entire time. <laughs> I had never really cut down just because obviously I was like a skinny kid. Same for a lot of other skinny kids. Like you never really cut down. Yeah. You're just bulking for the Getting majority bigger. of your gym gym life. So um, I got to a point where I felt like I'd built a decent amount of muscle. I was I was happy with the way I looked and I thought, right, to, to times like to do it now. Mm. So you, when you start the prep, just normally it can vary, but it's anywhere between I'd say 12 to even upwards of like 20 weeks of preparation. Mine was 15, so pretty much in the middle. And you basically cut your calories pretty much instantly. For about 12 weeks, I think I was eating 1,500 calories and every day. And what's your like maintenance? Probably about 2,800. Wow. I'd say so that's a big So it's a big cut, a big you. deficit. And you're always, you so you do about well, this was just personal for me, but I did 10,000 steps every day. Yep. And then I did about 15 minutes of cardio a day. And obviously it's a very strict, you eat the same meal every single day, same five meals every single day. And it's very low carbohydrate. Mm. Not because carbs make you fat, because obviously they don't. But it's just because when you're prepping yourself for a bo um, bodybuilding show, you need to deplete all of your your glycogen stores. So yeah. everything needs to just be as low as possible. So And then when you do fill up on that bodybuilding show, you're gonna like the carbs are gonna come in. You're gonna be like really sensitive to the carbs sure. and everything like that. So and then, so you need to just basically cut that out for as long as you can. And then when you do step on stage, it's, mm. but I mean, it was it was very it was very hard. And what's the what was the training like? Similar to training's what you were pretty doing? much the same. Obviously, it's just not very enjoyable because you have absolutely no energy. Exactly. But the training is pretty much the same as you would do in a bulk. You just you're just trying to maintain as much strength as you can. Yeah. But, um, but like, kind of cut back the muscle that's yeah already there. Yeah. But I saw some uh, saw a video that you made about um, 
kind of reflecting on on the the prep side of things and yeah. yeah obviously you said that it was like 15 weeks you're on extremely low calories you also said that you ended up having quite a bad relationship with food um mm. so just for everyone listening how did you feel physically and mentally during that time so when I look back on it I see that I was actually quite in a bad space but at the time I was just so hyper fixated on completing this goal. Yeah. That was all that was in my head because I remember speaking to a few of my friends and they said I was I was miserable. But on the camera, I was very good at like pretending I wasn't. Like I would literally be like really like down in the dumps. And then as soon as I pulled my camera out to p- film a video, I'd be like, oh, hey guys, yeah, I'm literally just doing High this energy. right now. And I would yeah. and then as soon as I turned the camera off, I'd be straight face. Because mm-hmm. I just... I just wanted to bring the energy to the videos and because I know how many people were enjoying the series. But um, yeah, at the time, I didn't really didn't really find it like too hard because I was just so focused on the goal. But now I look back, I was like, God, I was I was pretty miserable while I was doing mm. that. And I spoke to my friend and he was like, Joel, when I met up with you about it was like five weeks out, he was like, you're, you're not in a good space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's really interesting to hear that because I think sometimes the whole world of bodybuilding gets quite glamorized Mm. and people don't actually talk about how hard it is and the toll that it actually takes on you both physically and mentally. But you did say, despite all of that, that when you stepped on stage, it was one of the best days of your life. Oh, it was amazing, yeah. It was so good. Why? Like, what was the experience like? like? The journey, number one, not only just the journey of the prep, but almost like the journey of when I very first started the gym, knowing that, that like when I first began the gym, I would never thought I would be capable of doing something like this. So it was almost like the, just the journey of everything combined. Mm-hmm. And when I actually stood on the stage and I knew that, because I was so strict on myself in prep. There were a lot of people who, not a lot of people, but some bodybuilders were like cheat here and there. Cut corners. Like, yeah. And I, I was so laser focused. There was one time when I did a video of Joe Fazer and I did eat four Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> but I was, I was just so laser focused in. So mm-hmm. then when I actually finally made it up there it was just it was just so good just knowing that I told myself I was going to do something and then you do it it's just yeah no better feeling I think that's such a key thing and actually I've been reflecting on a lot about what motivates me and I think a big thing is doing the things I said I was going to do and when I do that and I like tick it off even if it's like I've hit my to-do list like I go to sleep that night feeling so Mm. proud of myself yeah and I guess the other part of your journey to get onto stage is about embracing that delayed gratification mm. rather than than binging on immediate pleasures, which yeah. which would be the Krispy Kreme donuts. You yeah, know, like course, you've made yeah. so much sacrifice to then step on stage, and and you did pretty well. Yeah. You came second. Came second. Like you must have been proud of yourself. Oh, I was for that. extremely proud of myself. No, I was I was honestly so proud of myself because when I did first begin it. So originally I was meant to do a 20 week prep yeah. and then I just realized I think that might be a little bit too long for me. So I cut it back. So I cut it back to about 15 weeks. And then I remember there was like so many people commenting like, Joel, you're not giving yourself enough time. Like this is going to be uh, pretty much like you're not yeah. going to be able to get lean enough. So when I eventually, when I did get lean enough, I was just, I was just so shocked that I actually, cause I was like, I don't want to like be bragging about it, but I was I was honestly so impressed with myself that I actually managed to stay so locked in. Yeah. Because like 
he's like speak to my family members i was it was the only thing that was on my mind obviously i'm lucky enough that it was my full-time job i didn't have to work a job sure. alongside this yeah i'm not like oblivious to that yeah because the people who do do bodybuilding prep and Cheat work a nine-to-five <laughs> job they're they're some sort of different sure breeds but yeah i wanted to ask you i think Sometimes there's a bit of misunderstanding around bodybuilding. Obviously, people see you posing on stage in yeah. tiny pants with this yeah. like really dark spray tan. What would you say to people who might not understand why you wanted to do that? Hmm. So this is this is a conversation I have with my mum a lot. Yeah. Because when I was doing it, my mum was like, "Joel, why why are we you doing this? So you're pretty much." So it's it's weird because every other day, I've, I can't remember who said this. I think it might have been James Smith. Yeah. Every other sport, the day that you compete, yeah, you are was. like the most healthiest and like on it as ever. And the day on Bodybuilding Show, you're the unhealthiest you've ever been. Like Weakest. You're weakest. You're in the worst mental space of your life. Obviously, you've got a bit of like the adrenaline going for the show day. Yeah. But that's, and I feel like, it's not really, there's not much to explain, to be honest, because it's actually, it is just a bit, it's a bit like weird. Yeah. It is a bit odd. But for you, I guess it was that thing of, I want to challenge yeah, myself. Yeah, that was, that was essentially the reason why I did it, just mm. to challenge myself. But I think it's, I think that is the reason why a major, uh, majority of a lot of people do it. They just yeah. want to see how much progress they've made in the gym. And then obviously you cut down to these extreme levels of body fat and mm. then just really just show the physique that you've managed to build over the years. Of course. Yeah. So my original plan was to then ask you how you're going to prepare for the next show mm. and what you're going to do differently. But from our conversation beforehand, it sounds like you've had a bit of a, a yeah. change of heart yeah. in terms of competing. So I, like I said, the first time I did the bodybuilding show, I was just so laser focused. It was all I thought about every yeah. single day. I just wanted to prove myself that I could do it. And... Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, at the time, I thought it was because I loved bodybuilding because I was just, I was so focused on it. I thought bodybuilding, this is what I love to do. This is what I really enjoy. And I absolutely love the process, even though it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm. And when I finished it, I was in like the worst mental space ever. Mm. Like, I literally just, not even just my physique, looking in the mirror and I wasn't feeling like I was enough. Like content wise, everything that I put out, I just felt like it was just, it was never going to be as good as what I did for the bodybuilding prep. Never going to be as interesting. And it led me to like not post as much as I would like to because I just, 
I was just thinking everything in a negative light. Yeah. Even though I was getting really good, um, I was getting a lot of positive things happen in my life. Like I became a Gymshark athlete, which was like my dream for so long. Mm. But even when I became that, I was I was just feeling so lost. Like yeah. I didn't, really didn't know what to do with myself. And so recently, it was about two months ago, I decided that I would compete again this year. Yeah. And I thought that it would you know, itch that thing in my mind. This is what I need to do. I yeah. want to do another bodybuilding show. I, I, I want to just go for it and do give my all. And then the last two months, as I've been doing this bulking phase to prepare for it again, I've been absolutely miserable. I'm like, mm -hmm. I've literally just, I've realized to myself, this isn't what I want to do. I think the reason why I did the bodybuilding show in the first place was to challenge myself, not because of the love of bodybuilding. bodybuilding. So I am going to make the decision to not continue with bodybuilding i don't know if that's going to be the plan forever yeah i might you know i might next year decide oh, i want to do bodybuilding again but just for the time being i just want to focus on myself and try something new so i'm 99 sure <laughs> i'm <laughs> i'm gonna set myself a challenge to do basically the complete opposite of a bodybuilding show and do a road to iron man prep series mm -hmm. but do you know nick bear yeah yeah, so I want to do it similar to him. So I'm going to stay, still going to try and maintain a lot of my muscle. Yeah. Not going to try and just go like complete runner physique. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that, but I'll see. I want to like keep my gym stuff going as well because I know there's a lot of people who watch me for the gym. So I want to try and balance both as much as I can and just really set myself. Because that was why I set myself for the bodybuilding goal in the first place because I thought it was going to be really, really hard. And this Ironman, I, I don't think it's going to be easy at all. I think it's going to literally <laughs> be the hardest thing I've ever done. But it's got that like drive in me again. It's like kind of got that fire going again. Yeah. And I like feel like passionate to actually go ahead with this and like give it my all again. I love that. Yeah. I, I said to you before that um, I think it's a brilliant idea because as much as people probably enjoy watching your content for the the bodybuilding side of things yeah. people also just buy into you and yeah. they want to see you do well and they want to follow you along on your journey and yeah. i think this this goal to do an iron man is just gonna you know give you that renewed motivation 100 yeah, percent. which i think we all need sometimes yeah, definitely so um how are you feeling about it? Obviously, it is going to be quite a transition from, you know, your like normal gym routine. Mm. Do you have like a course of action? You've got a coach? Or so you just I've been talking to someone to help me get a coach. Yeah. I haven't got a coach just yet. But the plan is I'm going to Paris on the weekend with my girlfriend. Mm. And then when I get back, start the training for that. But so I really, I honestly have no idea how this is going to go. <laughs> I don't know what my baseline fitness is yeah. I have absolutely no clue but I think that's going to be the best thing about it because it's going to show that you really can achieve anything you put your mind to so yeah. if I do the first episode and people are probably going to be watching thinking bro you're this is hopeless <laughs> you're not doing an iron man I'm sorry you're not doing it but I just know when you, you can achieve anything you put your mind to so that's just kind of the whole thing that I want to get across to my viewers mm. just you can set yourself goals that seem absolutely unachievable but if you put the work in you stay consistent you can you can do it and that was the whole reason why i did the show that's the whole yeah. reason why i want to do this as well just to yeah that's a good message yeah. i think that that's really inspiring for people to hear and i think it's interesting as well where the world of like fitness is kind of going is yeah. people are moving away 
<clears throat> slightly from the aesthetics. Like obviously yeah. you're always gonna have your Mr. Olympias, like your yeah. Chris Bumsteads, your Ryan Terry's who are competing year in, year out. Like that is their thing. Yeah. But think for the majority of people, they're starting to realize that having a performance-based goal is also really important mm. rather than just, I wanna look as, as good yeah. as I can. It's like, that's why High Rocks has yeah. become so popular mm. because I was listening to a um, talk with the founder and he was saying, obviously you've got all these people who train in the gym, but there wasn't a competition for them. Yeah. The competition sort of was bodybuilding, but yeah. then as we've explained, to go through that whole process, you don't actually end up being that yeah. fit and that strong. Course, yeah. Is that where you kind of see like your journey going as well? Like you want to test your physical fitness? I think so, yeah. I think it's a thing with age as well. I'm not saying I'm old or anything, yeah. but I feel like when you first get into the gym, like you just said, most people, all they want to do is look good. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of teen boys, when they get into the gym, they just want to look as big and as lean as possible. And as you get older, you just kind of think, it's actually, that's not everything. Looking good is not everything. Mm. And like I said, I don't really get as much enjoyment and fulfillment from doing that anymore. Yeah. Just trying to look as good as possible. So, and yeah, like you say, you're not even healthy because a lot of people who, who are like on a permanent bulk, just bulking all the time, they, you don't even, you're not thinking about your health like at you're all. You're out of breath. You're just trying to, you're li yeah, literally, <laughs> you're just, you will get calories in from anywhere. Just like, I know obviously like, I was actually listening to your one with Joe Fazer and he said about how like skinny guys get yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Get, like junk advice. food in. But um, you get, you can sometimes get to a point where you just completely forget about your health and all you're thinking about is building muscle. Just, I just want to get some calories in, don't care where they come from, just mm. want to build some muscle. And you can just completely forget your health. Because I mean, I played a game of five side football not long ago and I was, I was so out of breath. Yeah. And I just remember thinking... I, I don't really, I don't particularly want to be like this, to be honest. <laughs> I kind of want to make a bit of a change and yeah. just try to be a bit healthier because, yeah, in no means, I don't I don't think I'm healthy at all. Well, yeah. I am healthy, but I'm not like, from what you see of good physique, he's probably a very healthy guy. Yeah, um, the, really. that perception's really interesting. Yeah. I saw um this new rom-com recently. It's called Anyone But You. Oh, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. What are you going to say about the one when, when in the sea? Yeah. yeah, and she <laughs> says to him, because they're swimming out to sea, and I can't remember the actor's name, um, but this guy is name? like incredibly fit. Yeah. Like he is chiseled. And they're like swimming out to sea, and he's and like, he I don't do it. cardio. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're hot girl yeah. fit. Yeah. Like you look good, but you're not actually that, yeah. that um, healthy, which yeah. I think is just so funny. Something I wanted to just briefly talk about is something we were me um, mentioned earlier is how a lot of the rhetoric around going to the gym is about grinding, working in silence, mm. fighting your demons, like mm. the gym being an escape. And you actually said something really interesting is that it shouldn't be like that. The gym yeah. should be something that adds to your life. Just wondered if you could expand on Yeah, on so that. I feel like, like you just said, a lot of people, they kind of see the gym as the only thing that is good in their life, mm. which I completely understand. I completely understand there are people who are going through a really hard times yeah. and it's much better to turn like into drugs or well. partying or anything like yeah. that. Like I understand yeah. like going to the gym is your highlight of the day and you can just put your headphones on, you can zone out, you can just get into it. 
And I completely understand that. But I feel like there's a really bad perception in the gym right now where people just feel like they have to be depressed to go to the gym. Mm. Like they're just all about like this, no one understands. Like I'm just, the gym's the only thing that makes me happy. And it's quite sad because I feel like people need to start seeing gym from another perspective. The gym is meant to make your life better because at the end of the day, the gym, when it was created, it was well, when it was created, but I mean like <laughs> when like people started going to the yeah. gym and stuff, it was just meant to make your life better. Mm-hmm. It was all it was meant to do. You're meant to be healthier. You're meant to like look better. So when you do other stuff, when you go to your job, you feel more confident. If you go out on like, I don't know, you go to a festival, you go out with your friends, you feel more confident, you look better, so right. more healthier. Instead of like thinking that this, the gym is just some sort of like horrible place where you go in and you just really just beat yourself up. That's just, that's not really yeah. what the gym was for in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And also you can be in like incredible shape and, you know, be in the gym every day, but you might be like just a miserable person exactly, and no fun to be around and the gym just occupies your whole life. And I think sometimes people slightly get it wrong because they think that that's them bettering themselves, but Mm. actually like no one's gonna remember you for for just being by yourself and going to the gym every day. It's completely fine to be, have strict goals and like have a very gym orientated life. But if you're just saying no every single time someone wants you yeah. to come out, I can't. I've got to stick to my diet plan. I've got to be on training. You are just you're gonna make yourself in this little box where you are just the gym guy. That's all you are. People know you as the gym guy. They don't see you as anything else. Mm. And obviously, I'm not saying you need to live for other people's perception of you. But if you just get hooked on this whole just gym, gym is gym. That's all I do. All I do is gym. You're gonna find yourself. It may seem like it makes you happy right now. But if you just get into that perception, you're going to find yourself going down a decline just because you're going to start like pushing people away. You're not going to be seeing people as much. Yeah. And it's just, it's just good balance. You've got to have balance. Absolutely. You need to have balance. Honestly, I tried to preach that so much on this podcast because obviously we talk a lot about health and fitness and, and self-improvement, but there's so much that goes into that beyond just how good is your training and how dialed in are you with your diet? It's how like, big are your arms? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter at the end yeah. of the day. You mentioned in a YouTube video as well, you were kind of giving like happiness advice to oh, people. Yeah. And I thought that was really nice because obviously people are watching you for your gym content and like, oh, what's he eating? How's he training? Yeah. All of that kind of thing. And you said in that that actually progress makes you happy yeah like seeing yourself improve and whether it's your content like seeing content do well like for you you might not have like thought about it this deeply but why do you think making progress matters i think it's literally just as simple just as i just feel myself getting better yeah that's literally all it comes down to just because i know i don't need to progress every single day but I want to be better than I was a year ago. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't need to progress every single day. It's not like I wake up and I'm like, all right, if I haven't progressed today, I'm going to go home and I'm going to literally <laughs> just cry myself to sleep. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like progression in everything. Even yeah. like, so recently I've just been, I've been hanging out with a few um, friends from school and just like saying yes to them, asking me out, like to go out with them. It's just mm-hmm. like progression in like social aspects. Yeah. Just like trying to just be the person that I want to be every single day. 
and trying to progress in all areas of my life, socially, in the gym, in my career, mm-hmm. with my family. Literally just trying to just be better every single day. Honestly, it's I'm just, exactly the same. Yeah. And I don't really know where it comes from, but it's mm. a massive reason why I started this podcast is because yeah. I've always felt this sort of pressure to better myself and like you said there's so many different ways I can do that like the gym is one of them but recently I've thinking like how can I be a better friend like just trying to do nice things for my friends making the effort to see them how can I be a better daughter like checking in with my mom like giving her a a phone call more often yeah we're pretty close so it's not that hard but you know there's so many things and something I spoke about with Mo Gauda as well Mm. that like when you start treating life that way, all these little things that you do, it's like these skills that you're building up. Yeah. And that's how you become a better person because you can then be put in any situation and you're like, mm. I'm going to be good. Yeah. I can deal with this. Yeah. I agree. Because that was one thing I set myself. One of my New Year's resolutions was to just say yes. Same. That's like, yeah. like why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> I just I just say yes. Just like, I love it. Because a lot of the times I would like find excuses like, oh, can I can I be bothered to get a three hour train? Well, yeah, of course I can. Like, this is like yeah. I might as well just try and do as much as I can with my life. Like if my friend asked me to the cinema, I was thinking about bailing. Well, what's the point? I might as well just go and just have a good time. That's so good. Just trying to just say yes to as much exactly. as possible. Just say yes. And my new thing is, what's the worst that's going to happen? Exactly. Every time I think about doing something and I worry about it, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Someone says no. Someone doesn't reply to you. It's not that deep. And it, it's been helping a lot recently. Good. Because I'm quite a person. I get really anxious mm. or really bad anxiety. But saying yes to pretty much everything that anyone asked me to do, it's helped so much for that. Yeah. Like normally, if I was on the way to this podcast, I'd be like so anxious mm. i'd be worrying but because i've been like doing so much stuff recently i like wasn't really anxious because yeah. it's just like it's just like practice isn't it if you're, if you're saying yes and you're going out with like if you don't go out with people and you don't see a lot of people all the time if you're going to do something socially of course you're going to be nervous because you don't do it very often so just like so trying to like practice like if you're someone who feels like i don't know if you're anxious to go to the gym you're anxious to hang out with people just make a conscious effort to try and do that more and you'll find yourself, you won't you won't be anxious about it. It will just be like second nature to you. It's like building a muscle in the gym. Exactly. You strengthen your muscle. Exactly, yeah. So something that was really big that obviously happened for you, yeah. Gymshark. Yeah. <laughs> Gymshark. Um, you said in like the announcement video that it was something you'd work towards and then it was a dream come true. Just for everyone listening, how, how did that come about? And obviously... How did you feel reaching such a big milestone at that age? So, yeah, it was pretty much something I had always dreamed of ever since I started watching fitness content, watching like David Laid, stuff (laughs) like that. Just I was like, oh, my God, Gymshark athlete. That is something I would love to be one day. Didn't think it would. Honestly, I I know everyone says this. I didn't think it would be possible. I actually just didn't even think it was on the cards. Yeah. Just because I didn't even know I was going to make fitness content at the time. I just thought that seems so cool. Like they're like traveling about with like and meeting loads of like people. They're all training together. It just looks so much fun. And I was always wanted to do something like that. So when Gymshark first got in contact with me, it was to do something with James. Me and James. James hadn't been with Gymshark at this time. James Beardwell. Yeah. And so me and James went down and we were on it. We were sat in the car. We were we were literally so nervous. <laughs> I'd thrown up on the way. to and, and James, I've got like a video of James. I'm filming him on the vlog and, and literally, guys, literally shaking no like way. crazy. Because we had only just started. 
wow. like doing fitness stuff. And so and then when we went into the Gymshark Lifting Club and we met everyone, honestly, some of the nicest people I've ever they're met in nice my life. Team. Such nice people. And they're just so welcoming. Mm. And as soon as I got to like meet all the Gymshark people, I knew this is it like kind of like enclosed in my brain. This is definitely I want to be a Gymshark athlete because they they actually they say they're like a family. They actually are like a family. They are really, honestly, just mm-hmm. the kindest people. They just always want you to do as well as possible. So and then James and I kept going like back and forth to events. And then James got asked to be an athlete mm. and I didn't. And obviously at the time, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I was I was upset. Yeah. I was really upset. Yeah. Because I felt like it was either me or James and James had got the opportunity. And obviously I was... I was really happy for him. Yeah, but you can but be happy for someone inside, else and sad for yeah. yourself at the same time. Inside, it was still one of the, the like most. I was just, I was really upset that yeah. day. Yeah, I was like to my mum, I was like, Mum, I've like, I've, I've missed out. I've missed out. So and then another year goes past, and I get signed with Gymshark, but on on an influencer deal because they do like this thing where they got like influencer deals and they've got an athlete deal. So basically, I was I was an influencer with Gymshark. So I was tech, I was sponsored by Gymshark, and then I did my bodybuilding show, and then they offered me to be an athlete after that. So that's amazing. It was like all that time, and then like James called me, and we had like a nice little chat, and it was yeah. just it was just really nice because me and James we'd always wanted to be athletes together, and then now now and we now are. Now you are. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Honestly, like, massive congratulations. Thank you. So. Just to wrap this podcast up, mm-hmm. running out of time a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. But I ask everybody the same question you might have heard. Yeah. If you had to give someone some advice or share a quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, what would it be? Simple as be the best you. That's mm-hmm. literally it. Just because so many people say, ah, oh, I want to be David Laid. It doesn't matter how hard you try, you're never going to be David Laid. Yeah. yeah, never gonna be him. Just like how if I don't know, for example, no one's ever gonna be able to be me. It's impossible. Mm. But no one's ever gonna be able to be you. So you, like, there's no point comparing yourself. It's obviously good to get inspiration from people, but you can only be the best you, and no one else can do that. You can't be anyone else, and they can't be you. So literally, just try and focus on your own goals, and work towards just bettering yourself every day. Because comparison is it was it's just one of the worst things it really if you're is. Com- constantly comparing yourself you're going to get yourself in absolute rut you're going to really like hurt yourself mentally because it was something that i always do especially you might even do it yourself a little bit especially like being like in the podcast scene seeing what other people's yeah. podcasts are up to like oh, why am i not doing as good as that mm. and it just, it just it gets yourself in a real in a real rut sometimes absolutely so i feel like the best thing to do is to just completely focus on your own goals yeah and just try to to you definitely no one can beat you at being you exactly they can't always think that to myself and I think as well with the comparison thing you tend to compare yourself to someone in a really narrow domain for example I might look at another podcaster and be like well their podcast is more successful than mine Mm -hmm. but if you kind of zoom out a little bit you don't think about the rest of the context like they might have a shit home life they might you know suffer with like mental Mm. illness like there's so many different points of comparison so there's no point just focusing on one thing yeah you may as well just like focus on your own journey and as you explained earlier with with the progress thing like compare yourself to the past you Mm. because that way like you become so laser focused on your your own goals and 
oh, I just I just think it's so important because especially with this social media world, it's mm. it's so easy to compare yourself. Oh, it's so easy. I catch myself doing it all the time. And all it, the time. And it it just it just upsets you. And you just you never get any good from it. No, you don't. So just don't bother. Yeah. Honestly. Unless you're gonna take inspiration. Yeah. If you're gonna take inspiration, but a lot of the time if you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go check what he's doing. And then you see, and then he's like, I don't know, he's doing something with a cool company or something. You're like, oh, that should have been me. And then you just start getting in your head. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So where can people go if they want to find you online? They can find me at jdoverfit yep. on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for today. Thank you very much for having me. I've really, really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, I actually, feel I like thought it was really good. I really enjoy these types of conversations where I get to speak with fitness influencers like yourself, yeah. content creators, because I think people only see the surface. Mm. Obviously with YouTube, they get to know you a little bit more, yeah. but there's still so much depth to it. Mm. And I think sometimes it's easy to look at people like yourself and just think, oh, they've just got a dumbbell between their head. Like, yeah. there's no brains there. Yeah. But actually it's just completely not the case. And with every conversation I've had on this podcast, I've really realized that is that, Everyone's got so much to share and so mm. much good advice that I hope it's really, really going to help everyone listening. So yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening. As always, thank you so much everybody for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Joel. If you did, please don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify and leave a review if you would like. I just wanted to say before I go that the Instagram page for this podcast is doing really well um it's so amazing to see more people come and follow the page but sometimes I don't know if people are actually listening to the podcast so if you do listen to an episode and you enjoy it please drop me a message because I'd love to get your feedback anyway I'll see you next week for another exciting episode catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 